Do you make yourself a priority? How often do you practice self-care? You are the only you that you've got, and it's important to take the time to take care of yourself. Today's guest is a fantastic expert in self-care and natural wellness, and she's going to teach us all kinds of ways to live a healthy, fun, and more meaningful life. So get ready for an action-packed episode of self-love. You're listening to The Positively Delighted Show, episode number four. Welcome to The Positively Delighted Show. I'm your host, Kelsey Henry, and in this podcast, we'll be creating a positive mindset through inspirational interviews, music, stories, and exercises for building happy habits. Welcome to episode four, everyone. In today's episode, I'm interviewing Kelly Wimp, also known as the Wholesome Nomad. Kelly is an educator, dog mom, and nature lover. She lives and travels full-time with her husband in their RV named Bernadette and loves the nomadic lifestyle. Kelly runs an essential oil business where she coaches people in ways to take care of themselves naturally. After being diagnosed with a rare stomach condition, she began her personal wellness journey and now spends her days helping others do the same. Kelly is one of the incredible people that I have met from the RV Entrepreneur Summit, and I just know that you're going to love this episode because Kelly has the most delightful personality and is so passionate about the subjects of self-care and natural wellness. In this interview, we really cover a range of topics. From a healthy diet, to essential oils, to intentional movement, to meditation, to gratitude practices, healing crystals, and everything in between. Kelly has some great advice on how we can make small changes every day that add up to huge improvements for the health of our body, mind, and soul. So let's get into this interview with Kelly Wimp from The Wholesome Nomad. Kelly, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. We have gone to a lot of effort to make sure that we can successfully record this podcast episode. Kelly, (laughs) you said that you are actually attached to a landline right now. Yes, I think for the first time in over a year and a half, attached to real internet. (laughs) Yes, and I am actually powering internet off of our home generator, thankfully, which we have because it is so hot outside, our entire neighborhood has lost power. <laughs> resourceful, resourceful. Yeah, yeah. Living in Texas, I don't, I, I love this state, but this, the whole Texas summers, I just, I don't know. <laughs> Brutal. That's why we go north. I, I would like to, I, especially in my little car camper, except it's so hot still, I can't sleep in the car until I get oh. up north. It's got to figure out something in between. Yes, some sort of happy medium. Yeah, definitely some sort of happy medium. Well, I'm so excited to talk to you today. We've had some really fun conversations in the past just about just like your mindset and feeling good about yourself and really just around giving yourself grace. And that has just made such an impact on my life. And so I'm really excited to talk to you about all of that and just the whole subject of natural wellness. Oh, well, thank you so much for thinking of me. Yes, I'm I think that it's going to be fantastic. And first off, I want to kind of talk about your whole RV life. I love hearing everybody's stories about how they get into RV life. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, sure. So my husband Rob and I lived in Vegas. We 
both lived there about 12 years and we got married and bought our house. Um, and shortly before we got married, my mom passed away and we decided we were going to take a really big trip. So we kind of immersed ourselves into planning this big 10 week European backpacking adventure. And while I was planning, I was trying to figure out, you know, how could we best do this in, within our budget, but see a lot of different things. And, you know, how are people out there making this happen? And I came across a podcast called The RV Entrepreneur. Woo woo. Yeah. And um, it, I think it was only one or two episodes in. And I thought, oh my gosh, you mean people are actually traveling across the country, anyway, across America, living and working from their RVs. And then that, of course, led me down the rabbit hole of camper vanning in Europe and, and all of this stuff. So I brought it to Rob. I said, hey, what if we go for 10 weeks and we, we camper van through Europe? And he was not a huge fan of the idea. <laughs> Let's live in a car. Exactly. He had never been to Europe before. And so I think he kind of wanted a different experience for his first time over. So understandable. Long, yeah, I get it. So long <laughs> story short, we ended up just kind of doing Airbnbs and we had an amazing, amazing time. It was incredible, life changing and definitely really launched us into falling in love with the nomadic sort of traveling lifestyle. We got back to our big house and both looked at each other and thought, this is just not the same. <laughs> or, you know, our marriage, we didn't feel as connected um, as we did when we were just kind of traveling and living in small spaces. And so we had been listening to the RV entrepreneur the entire way through all the planning and through Europe even and on trains and decided we were just going to join the forces with these crazy people and uh, <laughs> sold our house, bought an RV and the rest is history. Wow. Well, it's it's interesting that you say that because I feel like that is pretty that's a pretty distinguishing point of a lot of people in RVs is that you I think you have to be a pretty strong couple to be able to be closer emotionally in a very physically small space. <laughs> right. And I think it'll either make or break you, right? Yep. So for us we kind of went on this whole European adventure. And it sounds so glamorous. And, you know, on Instagram, it looks great. But I would be lying if I said there weren't moments when, you know, you, your tensions are high, and you missed the bus. And we had an experience where I got on a train, and he did not. And we had oh, no gosh. cell phone service. And it just so there are there are lots of trying moments. And that carries over to RV life, for sure. So you have to really learn how to communicate. And there have been lots of bumps along the way, but I really do think it's brought us closer together uh, in the long run. It's been really great for our marriage. Yeah. I mean, what an amazing experience to look back on. For sure. For sure. And we've fallen in love with it now. I can't imagine life any other way. People ask us all the time, well, when are you stopping or how much longer are you going to do this for? And our canned answer is just when it's not fun anymore. Yeah. You know, right now it's still a lot of fun and, and we're loving it and enjoying it. And it's uh, I can't imagine life any other way. Yeah, I think that's a really good answer. <laughs> yeah, that's really fun. So with that, how does all of that fit into your journey into natural wellness? Is that something that you've always been interested in? So yes and no. My mom had some, I call them crunchy tendencies <laughs> growing <laughs> up. She was a park ranger before she had kids and we were always outside. We always ate fairly healthy as a family but, you know, didn't really dive into the whole world of holistic healthcare until uh, I got diagnosed back in 2013 with a rare stomach condition. Mm. 
Uh, it's called gastroparesis, which to me still sounds like the name of some sort of ancient dinosaur. But <laughs> basically, it's a it's a motility disorder that affects the digestive system. And I didn't know what was wrong with me. I was really, really ill for almost a year. Wow. And Rob and I had, yeah, we had just moved in together. So we were kind of starting this life. And it was a really dark time for me physically and emotionally because I had a hard time, you know, digesting anything. I was nauseous 24 seven. Mm. I didn't want to go out to eat and couldn't process alcohol. And so a lot of the fun sort of social things we would typically do together, we weren't able to do. And it yeah. was pretty much all I could do to work and then come home and just, you know, sit in a, in a little ball on the couch and try to make it till the next day. So when I was finally diagnosed, they, the doctors and my medical team, uh, basically told me, you know, here are your options. You can hop on a feeding tube or you can take this medication that has all these crazy side effects. Uh, yeah. And neither of those really resonated with me. Yeah, those are some great options to choose between. Right. It was really scary. And unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of awareness out there about gastroparesis right now. And so there, there aren't a whole lot of resources both for patients and for medical staff. Uh, no one really understands it entirely. And so there's a lot of, of mystery surrounding it, a lot of misconceptions. So that kind of launched me on this journey of trying to figure out how I could help heal myself naturally without you know, needing um, a feeding tube and, and all these other things. And I'm, I'm very fortunate and I'm very blessed to be able to say that I'm, I'm now living asymptomatically. Um, I think I'll always technically, quote unquote, have it. It's not something that ever truly goes away, but I, I don't really have any symptoms anymore. And I, I found um, ways to, to manage them on my own. Yeah. So it's, it's funny how sometimes we have to get to this really dark place. Yeah. I feel like to, to figure out how to claw ourselves back up. And uh, it's really opened up a lot of, of space for me and a, and a beautiful business. And it's, it's changed my life in so many ways. Yeah, I remember that that's one of the things that we really have touched upon before in previous conversations was that sometimes in life, these things happen. And there's there's a bigger purpose, but it's so hard to see it when you're in it. Yes. Yes, it's really, it's really hard. And honestly, I do think, you know, my mom fought cancer for 16 years oh my and goodness. kind of watching her journey and watching what she went through. I think it kind of laid the groundwork for me because I saw that she just had so much faith and trust in, in what the doctors were telling her as, as we've been conditioned to do. And there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I think there's, there's a their beauty in modern medicine and there's so many amazing, incredible physicians out there and they, they have their place for sure. But she wasn't really open to to exploring other options. And so I think that kind of laid the groundwork for me is I, I realized that sometimes there is another way and sometimes we can blend the two together where we're taking care of ourselves holistically and allopathically. So how did you do that with your own healing and trying to figure out your own body? Where did you start? Oh, boy. <laughs> Where did I not start? Um, so I, I started very, very in the very early days. I found one person who had written one book on gastroparesis. I bought her book on Amazon and then emailed her and she immediately responded, which was pretty cool. And I was yeah. kind of fan fangirling for a while. Um, but she was incredibly helpful. She kind of helped me get started on where to start looking at my healthcare, where I could look at uh, what I call moving the needle, you know, what little areas of your life can you start to shift in small ways 
mm. to hopefully make make big impact. So I read through her book so I could understand the condition first and foremost because it wasn't really explained well to me and I'd never heard of it before. So I needed to understand what was actually going on with my body. Uh, and then I was sitting in a training one day for school. I was a teacher at the time. And I was happened to be a really, really bad day just physically. And a woman who was teaching came up to me and said, hey, you look awful, which is always what you want to say. <laughs> yeah, to tell you, right? Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you look awful. Would you be open to, to trying an essential oil? And at that point in time, I was, you know, I actually had already set my appointment to be set for my feeding tube mm -hmm. two weeks from that day. And I thought, well, at this point, what have I got to lose? Yeah. And, and it worked. And I thought for the longest time, months, that it was all in my head. I thought, oh, this is a placebo effect, or I'm making this up. Yeah, or, like, but, but does it matter? <laughs> right. I didn't care. I, I remember running home and telling Rob, I'm going to order as much of this stuff as I can, and I don't even care how much it costs. It could be $500 a bottle. You what know? was it? Uh, so I work now with a company called doTERRA, and they create a blend of essential oils called Digest Zen, mm, and it's mm -hmm. very supportive for gut health and your digestive system. How did you use it? Did you apply it topically? Did you digest it? Did you inhale it? So she had me apply it topically, and then she had me, I was dealing with a lot of um, just like upset stomach issues, so she had me do a drop in the palm of my hand, rub my hands together, and inhale it. So I had it topically... And then I, I um, use it aromatically as well that day. And then slowly over time, I started to learn more about it. And I now use it internally as well. Uh, that's what I really love so much about this company is it's actually safe enough to take internally, which is pretty cool. But in the beginning, I was just topical use and I had no idea what I was doing, but I knew it made me feel better. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's all you want, right? Exactly. So from there, what else did you try? So from there, once I kind of was able to manage the bulk of my symptoms with uh, essential oils, I hired a health coach. A friend of mine started health coaching and we actually bartered services. I tutored her little girly and she did some health coaching for me. So we took a look at my diet, my intentional movement, uh, my meditation routine, none of which was prevalent or important in my life. At, at that point. So yeah. I, I'll never forget when she told me, okay, your homework this week is to meditate every day for 10 minutes. And I thought, she's lost her mind. She's absolutely <laughs> off her rocker. There is no way that I'm going to be able to <laughs> sit there for 10 minutes in a quiet space and be with my thoughts, right? Yeah. So it was hard. It was really hard, but she kind of opened my eyes to how beneficial and how powerful something as small as taking 10 minutes for yourself in the morning can really be. And from there, I, you know, I dove into yoga. I started making my own baby food for a while, a long, long while. And it really just kind of spiraled. And now here we are almost four years later. Wow. So how do you feel now? Great. I feel great. I live I what I like to call my version of a normal life. Yeah. Uh, which basically means, you know, I, I eat very clean, largely because I want to, but also because that, that's what my body needs. Mm -hmm. So we have a pretty clean diet. Uh, it, but it's nothing serious. I get asked this question a lot. Are you vegan? Are you vegetarian? And, and while I'm totally cool with whatever with whatever anyone else decides to do, I use the mantra of I eat real food, mostly plants. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Limit my sugar, dairy and alcohol intake. So at this point in time, I, I can pretty much eat whatever I want within reason. Um, but I do have a lot of routines that are established that I don't stray from mm -hmm. in order to to maintain a really healthy, well-rounded lifestyle where I, I don't have symptoms. 
That's amazing. So what kind of a routine does that look like? So I have, uh, in addition to my nutritional routine, which mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, a daily smoothie every day and supplementation, which is hugely important. I have a daily meditation routine. So there's lots of apps and things out there. Um, currently, I'm in love with the app Insight Timer. Ooh, it's pretty awesome. And it's free and you can kind of pick and choose how long you want to uh, meditate for. So even if that's only two minutes as you're starting out, I still do about 10 minutes, sometimes more, but 10 minutes seems to be my sweet spot. I'm, I'm working on it. Okay. <laughs> I'm working my way up. Yeah. Um, but it's still something that is, that's hard for me sometimes. So anyone out there who's starting the meditation journey, I feel you. I get you. You are not alone. It's, uh, it's a pretty interesting journey. So I have a meditation practice. Um, I also have a gratitude practice Mm -hmm. that I am pretty consistent with. What does your gratitude practice look like? So every morning I write down, I just have a a quick little list. I write down three things that I'm grateful for in that moment. And sometimes it's big things, you know, my husband, my RV, the people in my life who love me. And sometimes it's small things. Uh, I'm grateful for the butterfly that I just saw out my window or I'm grateful for the, you know, the Sharpie pen that I'm writing with because it's smooth (laughs) and it works well. I kind of detached from feeling the need to be really serious with it. So I write down three things in the morning that I'm super grateful for and then three things in the evening. And that's it. I think that that's very manageable. It is. It is. And I'm all about, like I said, moving the needle, right? Making small, small little changes or adding small things into your routine that don't take up a lot of time, that don't totally shift your life overnight, but that in the end, when you look back on it, really kind of all come together and they're all pieces of this really incredible puzzle. Yeah. I think that's really interesting because I feel like a lot of people, when you think about natural wellness, I mean, I've heard of, you know, like the essential oils or maybe like doing a clean diet, but I mean, you may not necessarily think of like meditation and gratitude as part of a natural wellness routine, but I mean, you have to take care of your, your emotions and your heart and your mind as well. Absolutely. And I think that kind of, it kind of leads me to, to a, some, a, to a point that I talk a lot with, uh, my goodness, it kind of leads me <laughs> down <laughs> to a conversation I have a lot with a lot of my current clients is talking about self-care and what does it actually mean? So a a lot of times when I'll tell someone, okay, let's prioritize self-care for you this week. And I'm coaching someone to really establish a healthy self-care routine, their initial reaction. And the the first thing they think of with self-care is, oh, I got to go get a mani-pedi or I'm going to binge watch something on Netflix tonight, or I'm going to, you know, go out and have a drink with my girlfriends. And all of that is absolutely self-care. But sometimes self-care is also forcing yourself to go to bed early because, you know, you have to get up early and you need, you know, your eight hours of sleep or forced self-care. It is. It's so hard. It's so hard. Um, But I I try to look at self-care as a, a bigger umbrella And sometimes it's not things I want to do, right? Sometimes self-care is going to your OBGYN once a year for your annual exam. You need to do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, no one likes that. That is not nearly as fun (laughs) as a Manny Petty, but it's it's so important, you know, and for me, part of self-care is meditation and it is gratitude and it is eating a clean diet that while I could probably get away with not doing all the time, I I don't choose to because I, I see the value in it and I know my body well enough at this point. Yeah, no, I I totally see what you mean. I've been really trying to cut out soda 
Mm-hmm. I love Dr. Pepper. I love it <laughs> so much. I love it when it's fresh from the machine at a place, preferably with pizza or burgers. But <laughs> I I actually have not had a soda in two weeks, which is wow. kind of blowing my mind because I just kind of like my cousin was like, you need to stop. You need to cut out soda. Soda's really bad for you. And I was like, okay, well, I'll, you know, I'll think about it. And then I had one, I think, two days later. I went, I took myself to the movies because, you know, treat yourself. And yeah, I had a soda and popcorn. And after the movie, I was like, I just don't feel very good. Like, this is, mm. this is fun, but I had it all to myself. And I was like, this is way too much for me. If I'm sharing it with someone, maybe. But I just, after I had that, I haven't had it since because it just, it didn't feel good. It's amazing what your body will start telling you when you start listening, right? Mm -hmm. So congratulations on two weeks with no soda. That's pretty cool. Thank you. It's hard. It's real hard, but I'm I'm getting there. (laughs) Girl, I hear you. I've been eight months without dairy and man, that's tough some days too. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I, oh, cheese. I don't know if I could give up cheese though. It, it was hard. I was vegan for many years before I got sick and loved it and really enjoyed it and then added animal products back in after I got sick because mm-hmm. that was kind of the recommended diet for me at the time. And I decided, well, I'll see how my body does without it and go from there and kind of same thing like you. I cut it out for about three weeks and then went and had pizza and oh boy. <laughs> yeah. It was not worth it. It was not worth it in the long run for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it it's good to know that. I think after a while, you start to realize, because I, I think so many times people have been like, well, you should go gluten-free. You should cut out bread. And I said, well, I love bread. Bread's so good. But they always say, if you cut something out, you know, like you're saying, and then you try it again and you feel bad, you're probably not going to necessarily want it as much. This is so true. It's so true. But I think you have to applaud yourself there for actually listening to what's going on with your body. Mm-hmm. I work with so many people who aren't used to that practice. Mm-hmm. And so when I encourage them to try two weeks without refined sugar or try cutting out caffeine for a month and, and see how you feel, they aren't aware that they don't have to feel that way anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think we've been conditioned a lot of times to we're just we just deal with our circumstances. And yeah. so you have to really be intentional about listening to what your body is telling you. And that's not, that's a muscle. That's something that comes with time, but you can start today, like you said, by just not having soda for a day and, and maybe documenting. What does that, what's that look like? I, I still keep a food journal. Um, it was one of the practices my health coach had me do early on. And it's been instrumental in learning more about how my body resonates with certain foods. A big thing common theme that I'm seeing through all of this is just being very intentional and very aware of what's going on with your body. Yes. With your body, with your mind, with your surroundings. And, you know, that kind of links us back to RV life. I feel like in RV life, you have to be so intentional with what you bring into your space physically. You just don't have the kind of room. I mean, I used to be that girl who went on a target run once a week and (laughs) (laughs) once a week, you know, (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. Because I had a 2,500 square foot house to fill. Yep. And now that I have a 200 square foot house, that's totally, totally different. And we have, we have a one in one out rule. So if you buy something, something else has got to go. I think there's just this like unspoken law that you, you fill whatever space you are living in. Mm-hmm. I think it's just because you grow or expand. Because I know when I moved out of my parents' house after college into my first apartment, 
I had hardly any, I didn't have any furniture or anything. Two years later, I moved back in with them and I had so much stuff. And I'm just like, where did all of this come from? It's amazing. It's amazing. And, you know, we've had two RVs now. Our first RV was 42 feet and this one's 32. Okay. And so we've downsized from our downsize. That's so and funny. I still feel like we have stuff. It's amazing to me. It, it multiplies on its own. Yeah. And I, I've heard that from several people that they get a bigger RV and then, then they finally realize like, oh, we don't need all of this space. So they downsize and then they downsize and then all of a sudden they're living in a van <laughs> and I applaud them. Right? We've thought about that. We've thought about van life, but I I don't know. Who knows? Talk to me again in a year. We'll see where we're at. <laughs> I did try it for a month and it was fun. I will say along the lines of being present, there is nothing that makes you feel more present like having to find your next bathroom. Oh, wow. I mean, having like literally living in a minivan for a month and wondering, okay, where's my next meal going to come from? Where is my next bathroom going to be? How much liquid do I consume before to hydrate my body and not have to pee before the next stop? And where am I sleeping tonight? That's such an interesting point. Yeah. Yeah. I felt I've never felt so present. And just the fact that we just would just stop on the side of the road to run through fields of flowers. It was pretty it, it was pretty amazing to feel that in the moment. So I have actually taken that with me. And I I went to my cousin's bachelorette party and I drove five hours to the party and five hours back. So I kind of went on my own mini road trip. And on the way back, there were there were wildflowers on the side of the road and I just stopped to pick them by myself. That's awesome. I didn't get hit by a car, thankfully. I didn't get in trouble for picking wildflowers. I know that (laughs) blue bonnets you're not supposed to pick in Texas, but I didn't know about other wildflowers. So I just did it really quickly. We won't tell. <laughs> yeah, we won't tell. We won't tell. <laughs> that's great, though. I think that's amazing. And that's there's a huge lesson to be learned in that, whether it's RV life or van life or even just regular life, finding little moments where you can stay present and and stay in joy is pretty cool. I did not grow up as a, as a joyful kid. I, was, I would not describe my childhood. It, I mean, it was great, but I would never have described myself as exuberantly joyful. And that's something I've had to really work at as an adult is like incorporating this element of play back into my life. Mm -hmm. And it's funny that, you know, when we're really little, that just kind of innately lives in us. And somehow along the way, we lose that. And so I think it's super cool that you've been able to reclaim some of that for yourself. I love that you said incorporate the play. Yes. I think that that's, that's something I feel like fun is one of my values. And I really, I feel like a lot of people don't really think about incorporating the fun into their life. I agree with you. And I was definitely one of them. And I, I still have to, I time block fun. Okay. That's how type A I am. Oh, no, that, that's <laughs> have, good though. Cause sometimes you have to. Yes. So I have to time block for myself uh, a few hours a week where I just have playtime, whatever that looks like for me. So and what does that look like? for you. Sometimes it's taking myself on a walk, right? And picking the wildflowers when uh-huh. I when I see them. Um sometimes for me it's just kind of checking out. So I will log off of social media, I will log off of my business, I will read a book that's purely trash and purely for fun. <laughs> um because I don't do that uh, very often as a business owner. I I really try to optimize my time mm-hmm. and so it oftentimes those sorts of things get get carved out. Um, I also have been branching out into doing more things on my own that 
Rob, my husband, would go with mm-hmm. me to do, but doesn't love. Yeah. I attended a concert. I was just in Vegas and not too long ago cleaning out our storage unit, downsizing mm-hmm. again. See? It's never <laughs> ending. Uh, How do you and, have anything left? Well, we I actually inherited all of my mom's material possessions mm-hmm. when she transitioned. So I have a lot of her stuff too still. Okay. Um, but it, yes, we, we downsized it greatly from what it was before, which is good. Um, but one of my favorite bands was playing in Vegas. And I knew that even if Rob had been with me, he would never have wanted to go. He would yeah. have gone, done it because that's what you do. <laughs> but um, I, and I really wanted to go and I posted on Facebook and no one wanted to go with me. And I thought, well, I'm, I mean, I'm 30. I can go by myself. <laughs> right. Um, but it seemed like such a foreign concept and yeah. a lot of really good girlfriends thought it was so weird because they posted it about on Instagram and I said, I'm, I'm taking myself to see Sojets. They're like one of my favorite bands. And they're like, that is so odd to me. You're just going to what go and hang out at a concert by yourself. But it was amazing. And I had so much fun. And that was definitely a, a great moment of play for me. That's really cool. I, I'm just kind of getting into that whole, okay, I can do stuff by myself mm. kind of thing. That's why I, I like I took myself to the movies the other day. That was one of the first things I've ever done by myself. And I guess I've always been so afraid of it. And I have friends that they're like, oh, I take myself to the movie all the time. But I, I don't know. I think that after, especially after living in the van, I feel a lot more brave and... Mm. I think it's funny, but I'm like, I have peed in the wilderness. I can pretty much do anything at this point. Yeah, you're a Wonder Woman at this point. I, I mean, pretty much am. There's nothing you there's nothing you can't do. I, I kind of look at it as, you know, there's this whole date your spouse challenge, right? Hashtag mm-hmm. date your spouse. And we we focus so much in our society and our culture on dating other people, mm-hmm. even if that's like you're just dating your girlfriends, right? You're you're taking them out and you're having lunch together and you're chatting with them and you're giving them quality time or whatever their love language is. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we're not conditioned or we're not taught how to date ourselves. And there's there's some really important lessons to be learned when you just take yourself and even figure out what is fun for me. What can I do for play by myself to to take myself on a date and to really give myself the quality time I need. Well, yeah, because fun is different for everyone. Because mm-hmm. I, I think of, there's a lot of things I do on a daily basis where it's like, oh, well, that's something that I enjoy. But when I think of fun, like I, I love reading, but I love reading so much. I don't necessarily think of, of it as fun. I just think of it as like, oh, that's who I am. I read mm-hmm. all the time. I read whenever I can. So when I think of fun, I'm still kind of trying to figure that out. But I think for me, I'm like, oh, fun is playing a show and there's a really great audience. But then that's also work and it's passion. So then I'm like, okay, well, fun is knitting something. I really like knitting. But if it's really hot outside, "Ah, I just don't want to knit. That doesn't sound like fun. So in that moment, I'm like, okay, well, maybe fun is like crafting right now. Or maybe fun is jumping on this trampoline for a few minutes because that's just I it's high energy. And I think I associate high energy with fun. Mm-hmm. or like group activities with fun. So now I'm trying to kind of open that up and be like, okay, well, what's fun to me? Well, I really enjoy coloring. So mm-hmm. that's something that I, I usually make time for coloring because it's hard for me because I'm like, well, I'm not being productive right. necessarily. And I yes. have that that mindset. <laughs> yes. No, I totally I totally hear you. I grew up that way. I, my, we were raised by a single mom. She worked multiple jobs. And there was definitely this, glorification of busy. Yeah. Right. If you're not being busy or not doing something all the time, you're not being productive, then something's wrong. 
And so I think that's a, that's a really good point that, you know, coloring is fun and that is play for you. And it's okay that there isn't an end result. Mm-hmm. Well, so also like what you were saying with reading something that maybe doesn't pertain to anything. It's just a story. I've been told recently that someone told me that they had never known anyone who consumed so much nonfiction, whether it be books or audio. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, well, I, I like to learn things. You know? I just, oh, yeah. Uh, someone asked me the other day, what are the podcasts you listen to? And I had to say, what genre are you looking yeah, for? Which one do you want? <laughs> because I'm I'm the same way. I, I try to always have a novel going because I, I like you, I love to, to read. Mm-hmm. But there's so much good content out there in the universe that I want to read nonfiction more often than not. Mm-hmm. I, I find that with when I'm reading a really good book, I can't stop. So that's something where it, if there's a book that I want to read... Like one of my favorite things that I have gotten into, which is I'm a huge Disney fan and the Descendant series Mm -hmm. is really amazing. Have you heard of that? I have. Yeah. So they have they do like this interesting they do book, movie, book, movie, book, movie. So it's really interesting because you watch the book and then they'll come out with a movie and then like you'll go back and forth. But they're just such good books. And I, I will sit there and I'll buy the book and I'll just read it in several hours. And then I'm just like, nothing else is getting accomplished today because I'm just reading this book. And that's okay. <laughs> but then at the end of it, I'm like, it's over. Now, like, do you do you ever get that at the end of a book where you're just like, wow, that was a really good book. Now, what do, what do I what do I do with myself now? Do I, do I read another one? <laughs> Almost every time. Almost every time. I just finished one the other day. I just finished reading The Goldfinch, which was excellent, by the oh, way. Oh, okay. Um, and it's, you know, a, a fiction, fictional story, novel. But it was so long. I think the book is like 1,300 pages or something. Oh so I goodness. felt like I was reading it for a lot longer than I, I typically am. Yeah. So when it ended... It, it, I felt like a hole, like, a, yeah. like a now, now what do I do with my hands sort of a, a situation? <laughs> I totally understand. It consumes so much of your life. Yes. Oh, uh, well, we have just covered so many kind of rapid fire topics here. I mean, I'm just looking at all the different levels of just self-care and fun. And what else would you say is a part of that? Is there anything else that we haven't covered? Uh, so for me, a big one is intentional movement. Okay. I've never really been one who loves working out. Like mm-hmm. that's not me. I'm not I'm not your girl. Um <laughs> I love being active. We love hiking. I love being outside, but I am definitely not an athlete like at all. I was in theater and mm-hmm. drama and Same. that's about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, you know, someone says, "Hey, Kelly, you want to go play basketball?" Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. thanks. That's good. <laughs> uh, I don't even know the rules actually at all. Uh, so that's not really my thing, but once I got sick and I really had to learn about taking care of my body, intentional movement was a big one. So in the very beginning for me, it it just looked like taking a walk, like a half a mile walk once a day, which was a lot for me. Um, or doing some yoga, some really gentle, easy, you know, yin type of yoga. And from there, it's kind of become something I have incorporated more intentionally, but I still don't necessarily love it. You know, those Mm -hmm. people who just love working out, yeah, I mean, I, I hear about them and I see them on Instagram. It's mythical creatures. <laughs> yeah, it does not compute in my head. And I've been, you know, focusing on intentional movement for years now. And everyone keeps telling me, oh, you're going to fall in love with running. I just I don't I don't see that happening, but it's OK. Maybe one day. Um, but I do. It's another thing I time block for. So mm-hmm. I know that in order for me to be 
the best version of me physically and emotionally and as a business owner, I have to move my body. And I yeah. have to do it in a way that is intentional and not necessarily just for fun because hiking is, is also play for me. Mm-hmm. But then I can stop and smell the roses and take a photograph and I'm not really getting my cardio in. Yeah, um, balance. So, yeah. Right, exactly, exactly. So that's a big part too of, of my daily routine. What have you started doing for your intentional movement that you've started to enjoy? So I actually don't mind jump roping. Okay. That's a lot of exercise. Yeah. I think it brings me back to my my childhood. We had a jump rope-a-thon when I was a kid. Nice. And so that maybe is is what it is. Um, My husband is is one of those people who enjoys working out, one Mm -hmm. of those weird mythical people. (laughs) Um, So he actually will design little workout circuits for me because, you know, we don't have a gym and we don't carry around gym equipment with us. You don't carry a gym in your RV? You know, isn't that weird? Also, <laughs> I've, I've seen people at RV parks with full-on Bowflex machines in their RVs. I would not be surprised. It's crazy town to me. I, I would rather make space for my massage table, which is in my RV, <laughs> than uh, a Bowflex machine. Uh, okay, hold up, hold up. <laughs> is this – so you have a massage table in your RV? I do. That I carry it around with me. So do you do that <laughs> – do you do massages for other people or do you have someone do it for you? So both if I can, mm-hmm. but I am not a, a massage therapist, but I am certified in a essential oil application technique oh, okay. called Aromatouch. Okay. Uh, and it's essentially a massage, but without tissue manipulation. So mm. if you were kind of having muscle tension or whatever, I wouldn't be able to work out the knots mm-hmm. that you would need like an actual um, massage therapist for. And they're wonderful. Go see a professional. They're yeah. amazing. Um, but the technique that I'm trained in is a scientific application of eight different essential oils mm-hmm. along the spine and feet, and it helps to bring the body back into homeostasis. So it's something that I just love blessing people with when I mm-hmm. can. And now that we're on the move and I have team members all over, I can, you know, just show up at their house with massage table in hand. Uh, and so give them cool. touch. It also does fit in the RV just barely. Just barely. So I have done a couple of them in the RV as well, which That's is so pretty funny. Cool That's really, really cool. Do you do any kind of like reflexology when you're doing it? So somewhat. I have sort of started diving into that arena. Um, I definitely would not consider myself an expert mm-hmm. at all. But usually if someone is having, you know, sinus issues, mm-hmm. I know that I can focus a little bit more on your big toes and mm-hmm. that's an, an area that, that is linked to that. So it's, the, again, it leads you down this rabbit hole, right? When you start kind yes. of going into the world of holistic healthcare and natural wellness, like mm-hmm. what else can I learn about? And then uh, it never ends. Well, I actually just started last week getting Reiki massages. Yes. And it was amazing. It was also it was a Reiki massage with essential oils. So I feel like I really got the bang for my buck. <laughs> oh, yeah, that sounds incredible. Yeah, it was like $35 for half an hour. What? And I'm like, so I'm going back for an hour this week. It's gonna be great. And I it was amazing. She and she was just like telling me about like my emotional state. As we were going through the massage. And so I feel like I probably should have done a lot more relaxing, but I just had so many questions. So <laughs> I'll relax more next time. But there there were periods of minutes where I didn't ask any questions. But other than that, I had so many questions to ask her. And she gave me like some homework. So it was, it was really cool of like these exercises to do of just kind of telling myself a story of something I was going through and drawing circles with my left hand 
in counterclockwise and then doing circles clockwise because it would kind of help my left and right brain. Like, fascinating. Wow. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have been able to relax either. I would have had so many questions. That's so cool. It was really, really cool. Yeah. No, that's really awesome. That's really awesome. So basically, we don't have a gym (laughs) in our Mm -hmm. RV. Um, but we do, I do little circuit workouts that, uh, Rob will design for me. So I'll jump rope, I'll do a hundred jumps and then I'll do 10 burpees cause I hate them, but they're good for you. <laughs> and then I'll do, you know, uh, something else, but I honestly change it up. I'll do online yoga, uh, flows. I'll do every once in a while I'll go for a run slash jog slash walk. <laughs> yeah. But at that point in time, it's more about just logging, logging miles on your feet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I kind of change it up and do whatever feels good. For that day, I try not to, to push my body mm-hmm. more than than is necessary. So if I wake up and I'm just not feeling great, I always move every day. But sometimes it's just a little slower than others, and that's okay. Yeah, I think that that's really important. I know that you have to use energy to get energy, as they say. And if you're tired mm-hmm. and you're like, I don't have enough energy to exercise, the recommendation is to go exercise, and then you'll have the energy to exercise, which... Doesn't seem like it would work, but I know it does. It does. But sometimes, <laughs> yeah, you really have to kind of gear yourself up for it and talk yourself into it. <laughs> yeah, I think definitely I I love that in your approach to, to natural wellness, there are so many different aspects of it. And like you said, just every little bit will move the needle. If you get good sleep and you drink lots of water, then you'll have more energy. If you have more energy, you can exercise more. If you exercise more, you'll have more energy, you know, so just all kind of works together. Exactly. And what it does when you start making these little changes is that you'll find that it somehow creates more space for more good things, Mm -hmm. which is so interesting. It's such an interesting concept because we all have the same 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. And yet I feel way more productive when I take time to move my body intentionally, when I take time to meditate, when I take time to be grateful than when I just like in the hustle all Mm -hmm. the time. And it's so interesting because you physically can't make more time. And yet I feel like there is more time. There's a lot more space when I do these things that I've, you know, that I've kind of set up as a routine. Well, I think having the right mindset going into anything that you're doing is just so important. So anything you can do to get into that mindset will help you accomplish what you need to. Absolutely. And it's different for everybody. And I feel like you have to figure out what areas of your mindset you are are trying to hone in on a little bit more. Is it just being more positive, you know? And, and mm-hmm. so does that maybe look like you have your happy playlist that you play every morning? Mm-hmm. Or maybe your mindset shift needs to be being a little bit more vulnerable. And so maybe that looks like more journaling or more connected conversation with people mm-hmm. that are it's going to push you out of your comfort zone, right? So I think identifying to what areas you want to work on can kind of be a good step in the right direction so you don't feel overwhelmed. Yeah, I think that's really, really good. I've been working on, since I had this conversation with my cousin a few weeks ago about cutting out soda, she gave me <laughs> some other tips because she's super into CrossFit. She's in great shape. And I she's like, just try to, you know, get your steps up and try to find something that looks fun to you. And so since then, I bought a mini trampoline, which I've been very much enjoying. Fun! Much to the disdain of my parents who get very dizzy when they try to have conversations with me as I'm on the trampoline <laughs> in the middle of the living room while watching television. But it's I think it's been really, really good because like I was watching Jurassic Park the other night 
And it would like it was the, it was the scene where they're being chased by the T Rex, and it was just my adrenaline was pumping, and so I was like, I can't handle it, I can't handle it, and so I just got up and I started jumping on the trampoline, and it was it was really great, because then I was exhausted <laughs> when I sat back down. I love that. That's amazing. So just a little bit of exercise, and then uh, two other things is I I I really love dancing. I I did some dancing as a kid, and I had two years of belly dancing in college. And so I wanted to get back into that. So one, I started going to dance classes again. So I went to my first belly dance class last week in years. So, and I'm finally like getting my shimmy down. Like I feel really good about it this time. It's gonna be great. And then I also, I went recently went to a Bollywood dance night and I had so much fun. Mm, And so I made, I made a playlist on YouTube of fun Bollywood dance videos with really good dance sequences and so I've been trying to when I'm when I'm in the mood for that I'll turn on the sequence and I'll just start trying to do what they're doing and eventually maybe I'll get some of the moves down but it's just everyone is different and they have so many dance moves and it just blows my mind and sometimes I just turn on the playlist just because the music gets me kind of pumped Yes. And the more of your senses you can kind of incorporate at once, the better, right? So it's like you're, you're merging fun plus music plus movement. And it's a meditation almost in some ways, too. That's really cool. I, I like that specifically what you just said about like putting all the senses together, because I feel like that goes with your whole essential oils, because that's one scent that you don't really think about your scent of smell very often. Mm hmm. You know, when you're doing things, I, I think that's one thing that you, it would be easy to incorporate that. And then, the like, you know, if you can incorporate the other senses with that, I think it's really interesting. Yes. And it's funny because essential oils are such a part of my life now that I use them in all of these different areas to mm-hmm. set myself up, but I don't even think about it anymore. Yeah. It's just a, a, you know, a habit that is just, it just happens now. Um, but it's so true. You know, I, I do notice on days when I maybe forget to use an oil during my meditation, or I use an oil that I don't typically gravitate towards, I feel a different shift. Mm-hmm. And um, so it is, it's really interesting when you start incorporating your sense of smell and taste and hearing and mm-hmm. all of it together um, to really just kind of sit in your body and, and like you were saying, be really present. Yeah. And I, I love that with music as well. Music is one of my huge passions in life. And I'm currently working on my next album and I'm really trying to incorporate, all right, what a, I'm working with my producer and I'm like, what is the feeling behind this song? And mm. it, it's interesting that some of the songs, even if they're like one of my songs called Prove It, and it's about second chances and it's like, prove it or you'll lose it with me. And before I always kind of thought of it as like, I, I guess like a cry, like crying out to someone and being like, prove it or you'll lose it with me. Like I'm, I'm desperate kind of, I always kind of thought it came from that point. Not that that was necessarily how I was feeling, but that's the feeling that I got from it. But as the song has evolved with the production, it, it seems more like an anthem. It's kind of mm. like prove it or you'll lose it with me. And it has this beautiful, just kind of like, I, I can't wait to do a belly dancing routine to it. Cause it's got this amazing violin that just moves you through the song. Wow, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, I got chills just thinking about it, just talking about it right now. I'm so excited. <laughs> you said the word anthem. Like, oh, man, that's a great word. That's so energetically charged. I love it. That is a good word. I like that word. Yes. Oh, so much with all of the senses and everything. And I, I want to go into next, with all of this natural wellness, I know that your your team, It's Essential, is putting on an online event coming up. 
So can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, I'd love to. We are hosting our first ever wide open workshop, which is a little scary for me, to be real honest. <laughs> it's big. Um, because, well, and it's almost like your baby. You know, well, you do know you create yeah. music and song and content. And I've been working on this for so long that it almost feels really raw and vulnerable and weird to be putting it out there in the universe. But mm-hmm. we're super excited about it. Uh, and it's been kind of in the works for a long time. So we are launching our Soulful Summer Reset. And it kicks off August 1st, and it's a 10-day radical self-care workshop. So we're going to be focusing in a a private group. We're going to be doing our our private group on Facebook, and we'll be doing some live videos and education and giveaways. We're going to really be focusing on Mm self-care, identifying what that looks like for us, and setting up some, some routines, both with our meditation practices, we're going to look at our nutrition, hydration, affirmations, intentional movement, kind of everything we've been talking about today. Because I've noticed such a huge shift in my life. And it's something that I coach so many people to do, we thought it would be really cool to put it together as a workshop. Yeah, I I know, because as soon as I saw that, it just hit me in so many different ways because I feel like it, this event and everything that we've talked about in this episode just really resonates with the message that I want people to get with Positively Delighted. So I'm I'm really excited. I need to get my ticket for this event. <laughs> I'm really excited. I'm going to be traveling during that time. So I'm going to have to be really intentional about keeping up with everything. Yes, I will too. Actually, I'll be in Hawaii for most of it. What? So, um, yeah, so it's going to be pretty interesting. We scheduled our reset before we booked Hawaii, and I thought, well, what's done is done, and this will be a true <laughs> challenge and a test to how how committed I am to my routine. So, I I think you know everything happens for me, and the universe really wants me to step into this and be intentional with it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I'm I'm super excited. Registration closes on the 27th of July. Mm-hmm. Today is. When are we recording this? The 16th? Yeah. And so there's go still live on the 18th. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So there's still some time to hop in if you'd like. Um, you can find the information on any of my social media platforms at The Wholesome Nomad or at teamitsessential.com. And all the information is up there. And I can also give you the link, Kelsey, to, yes, um, I will to share it. out. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, tickets are 10 bucks, and it comes with an ebook that I've written along with my, my business partner. We've also got some essential oils we're sampling out to help us with meditation and motivation for mm-hmm. working out. <laughs> um, I've put some crystals in there. We've got some meal plans that we're going to be sharing, and I'm also providing um, one-on-one wellness consultations for everyone who participates too. So it should be a lot of fun, lots of good energy. And I'm really excited to sort of see the shifts that we can all create together. Wow. I would say that's definitely a good value for $10. So I'm pretty excited about it. Well, we're excited to have you. It'll be really fun. It'll be so much fun. Really quick. I Can you tell me just like a really quick overview of healing crystals? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I know. Can you just boil down this big subject to something very small? I just, I've never really known much about them. Yes. And, you know, that's, again, down the rabbit hole, right? So it's one thing that I started learning a little bit more about, honestly, just about six months ago. So I'm still very new at this, too. Mm -hmm. Um, To be honest with you, I've done a lot of reading, and I understand it from a scientific standpoint Mm -hmm. somewhat. I mean, everything has an energy attached to it, right? We all vibrate at different frequencies, whether you're this table, this um, phone that I'm looking at, or this rock, this essential oil, we all have different frequencies. And so the same thing is true for 
crystals. They come from the earth and they vibrate at different frequencies. And we can kind of use that to um, help ourselves ground and align and manifest new things into our life. Mm-hmm. So it's another whole world that I'm, I'm slowly diving into. Um, and as I learn more, I'll be sure to share about it yeah, <laughs> with all I'm of interested. my people on all of our platforms. But to be real honest, in the very beginning, I was just grabbing them because they looked pretty. Yeah. And I think that's okay, too. <laughs> well, I've always been fascinated with stones and rocks. I think that's also because my my great grandfather would go all over the country collecting rocks to turn into jewelry. So it wow. apparently runs in the family. That's really cool. But then I think too, I mean, I was a kindergarten teacher before. And Mm -hmm. if you think about what little kids do when they play outside, they're always digging in the dirt, they're getting their hands in the earth, they're Mm -hmm. collecting rocks and little critters and flowers and things like that. And it's just this very organic, Mm -hmm. grounded sort of an experience. And again, I think just like play, we lose that as we as Mm -hmm. we get older. But kids are attracted to so many of these things, just naturally. And uh, there's got to be a reason for that, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> so grounded. I, I think that's a really good point, too. That I, I mean, I don't know not much about healing crystals, but they do come from the earth. I do definitely get that sense of grounding. Right, exactly. And I have been known, too, when I'm really feeling like sort of frenetic or I'm in a space where I can't focus or I feel like I'm just kind of ping-ponging all over the place, which happens mm-hmm. semi-often. <laughs> Often enough for me to have this practice, I will literally, no matter where we are, whether it's in a Walmart parking lot or here in in Michigan on some beautiful piece of property, I will take my shoes off and I will just go stand in some dirt somewhere. And everyone looks at me like I'm crazy. But I swear it just helps you recenter and realign and remember that no matter what else is going on, we're all just on this great big spinning, amazing, beautiful planet. And if we can just take a second to remember that, everything else feels a little bit less important. That's beautiful. It's a lot of fun too. And you get some goofy looks. <laughs> <laughs> Which is always fun. It's always right? fun to just be a li- I, I like to be a little bit different. I think that's okay. Oh, for sure. Uh, for sure. I started using the hashtag rock your weird um, <laughs> a couple of years ago because I, I don't even remember what it was, but I posted something and I had a lot of people comment on it that it was so strange and odd and, you know, just this kind of brave thing to share on social mm-hmm. media. But I thought we need more of that. We need more people to be to know that it's okay to, to rock your weird. Well, I feel <laughs> like some things too, you think they're weird. But then when you actually say them out loud, people, people around you will say, I can't believe that you feel like that. Because I feel like that too. And I just was afraid to say it until you said it. And now I'm going to embrace it because you are. It's so true. And the more we talk about those types of things and those parts of ourselves, I feel like the more people who also feel that way are just naturally attracted to us and they come into your life. I mean, I, I know so many more people today that are just incredible and I've connected with them on so many amazing, deep, lifelong friendship building levels that I never would have come into contact had I not gone through some of the, the dark experiences with my health. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm at, I'm on the other side now to where I can look at it as a situation for which I'm just honestly really grateful. I mean, no one ever wants to be sick, but I do think it's giving me a whole different perspective on how I interact with people and how I love myself and the different ways that I approach the world because I've been in this other space before. Yeah, it that reminds me of a line from the book You Are a Badass. Yeah. Have you read that book? Multiple times. Oh, it's yes. so good. So good. Well, I I love this one part. I just love the way she talks about life. She was talking about, she's like, look up and notice that 
that this the world that we live in is a, is amazing and you know look around you you know sometimes like god is is saying to us what do i have to do to make these people realize what a what an amazing life this is do i have to make water their most precious resource rain down from the sky <laughs> yes it's so true or so or all these automatic processes that our bodies just do without us even thinking about it yes um and it's yeah, it's pretty incredible. I love that part. Yeah, you know, it's such a such a good book. I know I, I had a lot of fun. I wrote a blog post about it, and I made all of these pins based of on her quotes, and I'm just obsessed with them because I think they're really pretty. <laughs> I have several of them, um, several of her quotes up on sticky notes around, but I haven't researched your pins. I'll have to print those she'll, out because I bet they're gorgeous. Pin them to your your Pinterest boards. For sure. Well, and I'm still kind of a paper kind of gal. I print out a lot of stuff for someone who lives in an RV. I like to touch it. <laughs> I wanted to be there in front of my face physically sometimes. I, nice. I understand. I'm still a physical book reader. I just don't like reading things on my phone or Kindle. It's just not the same. It's not. You don't get it's just not the same. I just feel good when I turn a page. I feel accomplished. Yeah. I just have that feeling. You know, you don't really get that when you just swipe. I want that actual, the sound of the page turning and the feeling of holding the book, you know, yes. all those senses in there. Yes. It's the same reason why I still have like a physical paper planner that's mm -hmm. really bad for the environment because I need to check it off. I need to write a to-do list and physically feel my pen moving across the paper to check off that, that item. I agree. And I need to physically see what's going on in my schedule. And there's so many awesome online tools out there. Mm -hmm. And I, I get asked all the time, oh, what's your favorite online time management tool? And I just have to be real with people and say, I don't have one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have one. Yeah, I I agree. I I really still like to make to do lists on paper. I just like the, you know that that satisfaction of crossing something off. Yes, and then being able to crumple it up at the end of the day when everything's crossed off that list. Oh, it's so good, Done. so satisfying. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally, I totally get that. Well, Kelly, this has just been so much fun. We have covered so many different topics, and I have a few last questions for you. I have some rapid fire questions. Be sure. ready. Okay. Yes. All right. So name one thing that makes you happy. Oh, gosh. Travel. Okay. Travel, travel, travel. <laughs> name one thing that you're grateful for. My husband. My biggest cheerleader. Aww. Well, your favorite place that you've ever visited. Uh, or one of them. I know that's a toughie. It's so hard. <laughs> um, Paris. Mm. Oh, Paris. <laughs> so beautiful. All right. So your favorite book. Alice in Wonderland. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Mm. And a podcast that you're listening to right now? Uh, other than this one, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Pick a genre. Pick a genre. I'm actually really loving Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. Ooh, okay. Yes. I'm finding it really, really uplifting. And she just meets so many incredible people. So that, that's been a really good one for me okay. lately. I'm going to have to listen to that one. Got to learn my interviewing tips from the pro. Right? <laughs> okay. So something that you do for fun. Oh, gosh. Other than read and play in the wildflowers I think uh, we, and take every... myself to concerts? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we did cover some, so I think those are sufficient. <laughs> something I do for fun is definitely just spend time with my dogs outside. That sounds really fun. And then something on your bucket list. Oh, I want to spend a Christmas in Germany. Ooh. Any particular yeah. reason? Uh, I think it's, I have a very strong German 
uh, ancestry on both sides of my family. My grandmother was born in Austria and I just have this deep, deep desire to just spend time like in the Christmas markets with the snow and the bells and the candles and the, oh, it just gives me goosebumps even thinking about it. (laughs) I have goosebumps just thinking about it for you. Come with me. We should do it together. (laughs) I would go. I'm down. I will go pretty much anywhere. I'm always up for an adventure. (laughs) Like I'm always down for an adventure. So that's fine with me. Awesome. Okay. Well, Kelly, this was so much fun. Can you tell us where people can contact you and learn more also about your event? For sure. So you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at The Wholesome Nomad. That's my handle. And also when you visit either of those platforms, you can snag the link to our Soulful Summer Reset. You can also visit our team website, teamitsessential, all one word, dot com. And there's more information there for you too about essential oils and all the other hippie things. <laughs> well, I hope that people will follow this link that I'm going to put in the show notes to the Soulful Summer Reset and they will join us because I'm going to be there and you're definitely going to be there. So For sure. <laughs> from Hawaii even. I will from be there. From Hawaii. Can, can you just like record things from Hawaii so we feel like we're there with you? For sure. Of course. That'd be great. I've never been to Hawaii. I haven't either. I'm super excited. Very exciting. You're going to be doing a Soulful Summer Reset while in Hawaii. I mean, that sounds like the perfect place. I know, right? On the beach. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be so much fun. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Kelly and learned a lot about self-care. If you're listening to this episode before July 27th, 2018, I highly recommend signing up for Kelly's online event, Soulful Summer Reset. This is a 10-day radical self-care workshop designed to help you tune in, recharge, and focus on the mind-body-spirit connection. You'll get a crash course in self-care and a community to keep you accountable and making yourself a priority. Also, you get so much for your $10 ticket. I just bought mine, and you should get one too. I'll include the link to the event in the show notes for this episode over at PositivelyDelighted.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Positively Delighted Show. Be sure to head over to PositivelyDelighted.com to get the show notes for this episode. If you like the show so far and you've been learning a lot from the content, I would love if you could go to iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app and leave a review. You would be my favorite person ever. Thank you so much again, and I hope you have a Positively Delighted day. See you next time.